Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast, where we talk about how to become a better man, take responsibility for our mission, create value for others, and the many failures and lessons we've learned along the way. Stay dangerous. up guys this is your host john castoris and i'm joined by our co-host adam tuft what's up boys what is up you are listening to the dangerous man podcast thanks for tuning in with us today guys we are excited to uh dive into something that's very near and dear to our hearts um and that is the topic of uh we are calling this episode setting dangerous goals Ooh, just gives me the gives me the chills just saying that. Get ready to get dangerous. Get ready to get dangerous. Okay, what is what does that mean? You know, setting dangerous goals. Uh, a little a little segue story. I um I heard about this guy Grant Cardone. He's a big sales guy. Did car sales for many years. Um, and I heard about him from a dear friend Daniel Jingdahl, who we'll have on the podcast at some point. Shout out. Shout out and. Adam and I are in the car. We went out to get graphics cards. Uh, get this, graphics cards in Fargo, North Dakota. Shout out Fargo. This was during like the peak of like cryptocurrency. Late, last year, like September, end of September. And it's it's starting to get cold. We're driving up to Fargo, four hours from, from Twin Cities, Minnesota, where we're from. And in the car, we pulled an all-nighter. So it could be the first three dudes in line, Adam and I and Daniel. The first three dudes in line. And on the way back, um, we are listening to this audiobook. We, we did get our graphics cards. It was we got the yeah. first choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was pretty fire. And on the way back, though, we're listening to this audiobook. Danny's like, dude, check out this book. It's called Be Obsessed or Be Average. Boba by Grant Cardone. And we listened to the first chapter, and he's literally Grant is telling his story. Um and Literally, Adam and I are just like floored. We're like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. And um, it changed us forever. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. So I want to talk about today setting dangerous goals. We're going to chat into the frameworks that Grant himself sets with how he does goal setting and how Adam and I have done it since. And yeah, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, Grant Cardone is, like I said, he did does sales, car sales back in the day. And now he owns a portfolio of his own companies he started. Um, I think he has like seven companies he owns. Several of them do like $150 million in sales a year. Um, a couple of them do that. And he's a multi-billionaire, huge real estate mogul, um, and very, very large presence on social media. Uh, he's written some great books. And this particular one, like I said, is Be Obsessed or Be Average. And, and he mentions this in a few different of his books, but he goes into setting goals, essentially like um, he talks about it as, um, well, the story of of Grant is he um, he's basically in this depression state and he's a huge drug addict. This is like up 16 years old to about like 25 years old. Yeah, like he was down bad. Yeah, it was it was not good. And 
he basically had these, his dad died when he was 10 years old. And he, um, his mom, they ended up getting pretty wealthy at that point, right before his dad died. And they bought this nice, this nice house by a bunch of surgeons and doctors. And basically, dad dies, mom sells the house, they move into the cities, and she basically doesn't have any professional skills or trades. And they just hold on to money and try to make what they've been left with work. And so they end up being super poor, and they're from Louisiana. And Grant would vow, he said, I, one day I, I'm going to show you, Mom, one day I'm going to get rich, and I'm going to help people so that we never have to live like this. And she would obviously be really offended and be like, be grateful for what you have. And given the scenario, made a lot of sense. But kind of, his, his turnaround was he wanted to go and put himself out and do great things, but he wasn't. He didn't have a father, and he didn't have much hope, and he was pretty miserable um, at those next bunch of years, in those next six to ten years of his life. And basically, he gets into drugs. And the story kind of shifts when he gets out of treatment, and he's sharing all these bit. He ends up going to treatment um, because his mom basically was like, don't ever come to the house, this house again unless you get yourself under control when he's about 24, 25 years old. And he goes into treatment. He's like, okay, I got to change something. I'm not going to let my own mother, my own, like some of my, my only family, like not accept me. And he goes in, and when he gets out of treatment, basically the uh, person that runs the facility says to him, um, he says, you will never get out of treatment or sorry, you'll never get out of your drug addiction. You will always be an addict. These great goals and dreams you talk about, because you share a lot while you're in treatment, so obviously they heard about it all, but abandon all dreams of doing anything big or successful, being wealthy or ever having money or fame and fortune. Abandon it all. Like embrace the fact that you're just never going to go anywhere with your life. And he was pretty PO'd about that. Like, yeah, No, he was, he was fucking pissed off. <laughs> like who the hell... You're there to help people in the treatment center. And then you're literally just saying, like, you're never going to be anybody. Forget about it. What a fucking miserable, like, life having to, yeah. like, have to say that. I, mean, I didn't have to say somebody to. Anyways, that's a whole other, you know, a whole other juice box to drink. But uh, Grant basically, what he, how he turned his life around was he says, I'm going to take this, like, big obsession that I have to do something great. And right now it's just all channel all the energy is channeled into addiction and he takes that out of drugs and he channels it into setting his mind and his every every part of his being on um doing greater things and and what he wants to do one day um and so that's where we get into the goal setting where his framework is essentially this he does what we call peak state writing where he writes his goals every day and he has a legal pad this is kind of how peak state writing works. Um, you don't actually write like, I want to do this or like run one marathon in, I don't know, you know, 12 hours or how, I don't really know how long it takes to run a marathon. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, whatever. You, we write these goals. I'm going to play the guitar uh, proficiently. And that's not peak state writing. Peak state is I write as if I've already accomplished the thing as if I've already done this or already possessed this skill, already possessed this goal or the results of it. And so an example would be, I have, I am, I own, that kind of language. So it'd be like, I own 
uh, 15,000 apartment units or doors. I am worth 15 billion net worth. Uh, you could say like, you know, I own a company that does $100 million in sales a year. Uh, and on an I am a master or an expert uh, salesman or I'm a master um, marketer or whatever skills or you could be like, I, I give millions of dollars a year to charities. You know, it could be um, identity related to uh, could be things you want to do. It's like he started. I know in Grant's example, he's like, I'm an author of three books. And he's like, at this point, he's never written a book in his life. And he wouldn't have written a book for 10 years at that point. But he's writing these goals. And so the peak state is like, say it as if I've already done it. And it builds this confidence. But it also like brings this feeling of like, this is what I want my life to look like. Or like, can I dream what my life could look like? And I'm going to name it and claim it every single day. And in his case, he did it every morning and every night. A whole page in the morning, a whole page at night. The first thing he did in the morning, last thing he did at night. And it's anything that comes to mind. So it's like, there's nothing too big, he says. Um, don't worry about it. Like, if it pops in your mind, he's like, just write it down. Um, and it, maybe it's something you write, like, uh, and the next day you don't write it down. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to be like, this is something I have to do. It's like, just write what comes to mind. If it, if you write, I own $100 million. Oh, that's too big. Uh, it's like, don't worry about it. Write whatever comes to mind. If you want to write goals that are attainable for tomorrow or next month, if you want to write goals that are, Maybe you'll accomplish before you die. And um, that's kind of the point of, of what his goal setting framework is. And, and the last thing is just to commit every day, every morning, every night. I'm going to write these goals, this peak state writing. And, and watch your life, watch the results uh, transform you as you find your focus and your purpose skyrocket. And a lot of your anxiety and fear diminish. And in conclusion of this, this framework and the story, Grant watched his life transform as he literally never touched drugs again. And he was only fixated on becoming the best car salesman in his dealership and, and expanded into like, I want to be the best car. I am best car salesman in, in the country. And he took that momentum and just kept going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that would, that's like just so inspiring. And like uh, me and John have both like done um, some goal writing in the past. And I know like I've definitely seen it like help me out a lot. And I think a lot of it helps me do um, like I get a lot more satisfaction out of life when I write my goals because I actually know like more what my purpose is because I think man needs to right. to know his purpose. Like preach like what am I what am I what what am I meant to do? What am I here for? And just writing out those like peak state goals is kind of like sh like showing yourself your desires, like what's what's in you kind of thing. Yeah. And who do you desire to be? And it can kind of give you a hint to what your 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 ultimate purpose is going to be. And I think that's why it's um so cool and kind of how I've found it to kind of be successful in my own life is I want to I went on a a business trip doing some uh door-to-door -door sales and I uh, for the first couple of days, I was like really, really stressed out. And I was like, oh no, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I did this for, like I did the same kind of door-to-door -door sales stuff for a little while, but like I didn't necessarily have the greatest results. Like I still had some results, but not as much results as I wanted to. Like, should I continue to go do this? Like, 
and kind of doubting myself a lot and being like, well, what do I, what do I want in life? So then that's when I, um, and I think the, the week went from like Monday through Saturday and this was happening a little bit more on like Wednesday, like, oh shoot, like, um, what do I need to like do? And I just wrote down like crazy stuff and I, and I wrote down like absurd goals, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like goals that like probably aren't practical, but like, oh, I like, like sold like 200 accounts or something like that, which is like, I realistically Uh probably about four times what my goal should be. (laughs) Um, For for like this next year, you mean? Yeah, for this next year. Um, But I'm like, let's This is peak peak state. So it's like, if I can be at any level, like what is my level? Yeah. And I think that gave me... Where am I going? Yeah. It gave me so much more vision. Not just the thing, I think. It did. It gave me more vision. Come on. um, For what I was doing... And then I'm like, okay, why am I knocking on these doors? Why am I trying to sell people a uh, a security system? It's more than just a security system. It's a Vivint system. That's the company I, I work for. Like, Shout out. Got got rep a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like, why even? Why even do this? But it's like, okay, why? So then, like, what is the next set? My, my next sale leading to? Well, all the goals that I just wrote out. <laughs> yes. Um, and so then that was Wednesday. And the first day I got a sale was the next day on Thursday. And it was, Come it was on, like, dude. So, so, and, it, and, it, and that changed the entire week for me. Um, wow. So I think writing goals just helps you to build a vision and also know what you want, like that, that desire in your life. And I think that's why it's like just so important to do goal writing. And then especially like when you actually like see some fruit and like see you moving towards those goals, that's when everything becomes more satisfying. And even if it's just like, Hey, I know I'm moving towards this goal I wrote down. Yeah. Oh dude, I love it. <laughs> I'm just getting so pumped hearing you talk yeah. about that. Cause it, it, it's like, you know, like on one hand, it really, it really is, um, how would, how would I put it? It's, um, I think we often just think so small. And by, when I say we, I mean just like humans. Yeah. And we, we've been talking about this mindset thing. It's something we'll always talk about in some way or another. And it, I, my opinion in my life, and it, it started with this goal setting. Like it, that's the, one of the pivotal things from, from Grant was, was this goal, this peak state writing, these goals. And hearing you kind of share about it, Adam, it's it's evident that it's like all of a sudden you're selling yourself on your why. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, these this is why, why? This is who I want to become. And like I've already kind of claimed it. It's not like, oh, mm-hmm. I really hope one day. You know, how many, how many people say, I really mm-hmm. hope one day I could do that? Yeah. And what fruit does that bear? And yet we're told as kids, we have to dream. And then we just lose it when we become adults. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't that, isn't that really strange? Like, like what, is, what like, is that? When we're kids, we're like, oh, dream big, do these things. And then when you become an adult, it's like, no, you can't do that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I know. It, it's getting me pissed like, off. Like, I just realized that and I'm like, what the hell? 
Yeah. Like, and, why do you tell us dream big? And then when we actually try to dream big, you're like, oh, no, you have to be more realistic. You know, get a 401k, get a good steady job, uh, save up for retirement, get some good benefits, do what your boss tells you to do. Just kind of work that job and then focus on some other stuff. Right. And at work, too, it's like, oh, like, I love to, like, do this big thing. Like, for me, I work in digital marketing. It's like, oh, wow, like, I love to, like, rewrite these ads to be compelling and, like, to promote these universities that I that I work with to, like, actually, like, kind of do something that the rest of the industry isn't doing when it comes to, like, higher education. But then it's like, and then you get the realism, like, oh, we don't really do that or our clients wouldn't really want that or, like, it doesn't really align with the way they promote their brand. Well, let me show them why they should want it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, all the big, like, marketers that are making a difference and making money are talking this way and they are... They, they are taking these, using these strict tricks and strategies. So it's just so frustrating when, when people like, oh, we don't dream that way. It's just not how the industry works. And it's, it's fucking bullshit to be honest. Cause it's like yeah. anybody should be able to bring a higher level of dreams and goals and dedication. And whenever they're cut off at the knees and just saying, oh, that's not how we do it. It's like, yeah. fuck. Like I'm, that's why I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship because like I can go and fucking do what I want to do and not just like, oh, I want to do it my way. It's like, no, I can be inspired mm -hmm. as I fucking want and go shoot for the moon and do it. And I'm not going to have somebody yeah. like be like, oh, that's not how we do it here. It's like, yeah. this is fucking how I do it yeah. because I built the business. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we write goals because then we can know what we want to say no to and know what we want to say yes to. It helps our yes mean yes and our no mean no. Like, like I know like for me recently, um, I haven't like been doing this more like doing goal writing, like morning and night kind of thing. Like Grant Cardone uh, says it's a good, good idea to do. And because I haven't been doing that, I've just kind of find myself a little bit wandering and like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm winning as much and getting and going towards my goals as much. And I think that's just because I don't really exactly know what my goals are. And part of it is like, oh, well, maybe I want it to be this goal or maybe I want it to be that goal. But really, I just need to write down my goals more to figure that out. Yeah. Real quick here, guys, we, we don't run ads on the show. We're, we don't sell anything. We make these episodes to give away as much value as possible. And so the only real ask that we could ever make of you is that you share this episode with one friend who made it to hear this today. It will only take you 10 minutes or ten, sorry, 10 seconds, and it might make the difference in someone's life. You can use 10 minutes if you want to. That, that'd help us out a lot. Yeah, but. maybe, you know, 10 <laughs> seconds, you know, 10 minutes divided by 10 seconds. That's how many friends you could invite. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, I love what you're saying, Adam, of of you're mentioning that, like, you haven't been doing it as much. Yeah. And, like, what was what was inspiring about the week um, where you started doing it? And has that reinvigorated you to do continue this or rebuild the habit or... Yeah, I think a lot of it has and it's reinvigorated me. And also I've seen kind of how I've just been like kind of all over the place more and been like, okay, well, I'm, I am working, I'm doing stuff, but like I feel a lot less satisfied because I don't know what it's all for. Right. Like, so that, that focus. Yeah, that, that focus and that actually knowing what the goal is. Because like if you think about it this way, like if you're not like say you're playing a sport and you're not keeping track of score – or how many goals are being made. Yeah. Um, then you don't know who wins. So unless you have a goal, you can't win. Right. 
And like, that's one thing that is so life changing is gamifying life, gamifying yeah. business, gamifying finances. Yeah. And being able to like, to do what you're saying there, it, it really helps to do that. It gives it, it gives that game, that structure, you know, whether, you know, you're, you're tracking things. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of want to get back onto, um, kind of some, some thoughts there, what I, what I was saying with, with business, but also kind of my experience with, obviously I broke down this framework from, from Graham. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and kind of, uh, hearing from Adam a bit on, on his story and kind of what a little bit of his journey has been with goal setting, especially here of late and, and kind of my, um, my, my kind of, uh, shoe bang with, uh, my, my role, my run with goal setting has been super inspired and invigorated by Grant's book, by his story. And literally like the next day, I kid you not, like, like my buddy, Dan, Danny, he got me a legal pad and I started writing my goals every morning and every night. And, um, this was about October beginning of October. And I kid you not, October through about, uh, I want to say it was probably about um, April, April, May. So I don't know how many months that is. Six-ish, six-ish. October through May is seven months. Seven months. Every single day. I don't think I missed a single day in that period. I wrote my goals every morning and every night. Wow. I was just super committed. And that's like one of the steps of the of the framework I was laying out is like commit every day. And I did. And, and it was phenomenal because, you know, and, and here's something, here's some of the beauty that Grant talks about. He says, some days you'll find some goals aren't on your list. And then a few days later, they come back on mm -hmm. and it's, that's okay. Yeah. Cause you're writing top of mind. And, you know, I wrote goals months ago that I don't write anymore. Mm -hmm. Either I change the numbers. I aim higher. Some days I was like, oh, like, that's too big. I got to write it smaller. And, you know, my my philosophies or my focuses have changed, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I was writing about owning single family real estate homes. I don't write about that anymore. I'm only writing about multifamily apartments now. And mm -hmm. that's kind of an example of just like it's okay to – and you're kind of noticing like, wow, like that week I was thinking kind of small, a little, little like self-conscious. But then this week I was obviously fired out because I was putting these big goals down. And it's just kind of interesting to see and have that self-awareness of, of where your mindset is. And uh, yeah, so of late, um, I'd say this past week, like a week ago, I recommitted to the process. I had gotten lazy and tired with it. And, and that's where I want to I want to share uh, just like some vulnerability with it is like it is it can be tough to commit to habits and to follow through. And I think sometimes I struggle with my why with writing goals. And it wasn't really until re-listening to uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average uh, for, the, I think, the third time now uh, that I kind of got to rehear Grant telling his story and telling about this. And it's like, I was, oh, that's why I write my goals. That's why I dream big. That's why I want to go do something with my life. Oh, what do I want to do with my life? Blank slate, baby. Every morning, every night to write mm -hmm. and my legal pad. And it's been so awesome to be, be like, oh, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Like, nope, I'm going to write my goals. It's not going to take me that. It's going to take me two, two, three minutes. It's not going to take me that long at all. And I'm so glad I do. And a week later when I'm like, wow, I've done this every day. 
I'm like, I'm so glad I did. And I wow. respect myself much right. more. And I'm just so much more invigorated. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just compounds. It's like way more reinvigorated. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know if you could tell Adam from this oh, week, yeah. but. It's it, huge. It, yeah. It's a game changer, guys. Yeah. And I think a, a huge part of it is like, we can naturally just go do like whatever, whatever does like gives you pleasure in the moment and chase like those like short term, like, like instant gratification stuff. Like, Oh, this makes me feel good. Oh, that makes me feel good. Oh, this makes me feel good. Oh, just try to avoid this pain over here. Um, and that can be okay for a little while, but that's more what a, like a, a safe boy does. Um, whereas I think really what this goal writing helps you do is actually plan for like the slightly more delayed satisfaction, but the, oh, so much more satisfying satisfaction. Like, I think the difference is like one to 100. Like, like it's a hundred times or more satisfying to get delayed gratification than, than instant gratification. But it's just so difficult because you have to wait for it and you have to put work in for it. But I think these goals help you like see and even like because you're writing peak state, get like a, maybe a glimpse of how you'll feel when you attain those things. And I think that that's the thing that that like a dangerous man does to like actually like what is my vision? What am I going for? And then try to actually like manifest that in reality through first off through understanding what it looks like in his own mind and being like, okay, this is what's going to feel like maybe just a glimpse of what it will feel like when I accomplish right. those things. And then mean like, Ooh, let me hold on to that. Yeah. And let me just pull that into reality. Come on, dude. I, that is such a good description of, of the mental process that I experience when I write my goals. Yeah. Um, if, if that's, if that's, in, if that's inspiring to got you guys to hear that, like, I think that that's a great point of like, there is a glimpse and a bit of that feeling and it's something that hold on to throughout the day. And when it's like, oh, I, I, you know, I wasn't hitting my habits this week. I wasn't holding to my, you know, the, the executionables that I set out to, to be a part of and to, to go out every day. Like, I don't know, like something I'm really passionate about. And this would be another, another topic is about planning um, and planning out your week. And, you know, taking these goals and starting to kind of conceptualize, like, what would it take to own um, 15,000? apartment units okay well if an apartment complex maybe has 100 plus 100 200 units okay do the math how many that is and start to visualize um like what is my net worth when i own those buildings and how much money do i need for down payments and it it can be really uh overwhelming and this is kind of what i want to close my thoughts on is it can be a little overwhelming sometimes to be like, how the heck am I ever going to do that? But, but that's not the point of the exercise. Like I've given myself permission to write in the peak state. There's no judgment. No one, no one's reading my, my goals and saying, John, that's not going to happen. That's not for you. Oh, that's too big. That's not what you want to do. Hold there, bud. Hold on there. I do that. My own brain, I start doing that and I realize I need to overcome that aspect of my little mindedness. Mm-hmm. Your victim also, mentality. Yes. I also just don't got to worry about it today. Like what I got to worry about is what's on my plate today. Mm-hmm. 
and chip away at it. Yeah. And it's like, and, and this is how I love to frame it. I, I just come right back at that doubt. I starve the doubt. I starve the fear. And when I hear it in my mind, that's part of writing the goals is like, no, 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 no. I'm not clinging to doubt and fear. And I say, I, I'll immediately confront it and be like, I just have the frame of, okay, well, I'm not doing that today, but I will. Mm. I'm going to find a way. Yeah. I have to find a way. I'm excited to find a way. These problems of like, well, if you have 15 single family home rentals, you're going to get tenants calling you in the middle of the night to fix the toilet. Like, and it's like, oh, I guess I don't want to write that. Then it's like, it's like, dude, well, I'll fix some toilets for a little bit, but eventually I'll find a property manager to do that for me. <laughs> yes. And that exactly. And, and that's where it becomes like, there are solutions and you don't have to have them all, but you will figure them out. If you want to continue to go that route and you say one day I'm picking that goal, it's like, oh, let's go after some single family homes. I, I started to have some, some, some money to throw into down payments and, um, and that's where you can really be like, okay, how do I want to tackle the toilet problem? But like, you don't have to be solving that when you're writing in peak state in the morning at night. That's where you dream. And that's where you you start to let what's, what you're passionate about flow out of you. Who do you want to become flow out of you? And, you know, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's some of my, my, my thoughts there. Yeah. And I think really it's, you got Take us home, Adam. Yeah, you got to write out those goals, and then you got to commit really hard to them. And I really think I just want to leave you guys with a quote. I, I I believe it's Elon Musk who said this, but it's it's really there. There's optimism of like, hey, I think uh, I think I can get do this, and there's pessimism like, oh, I don't think I can do this. And then there's fuck it, I'm hell bent on doing it and, and getting it done and making it happen. Come on, and that's the the third one is what we want for for the goals and but if you're not writing down those goals how do, how do you know what you're hell bent on getting done like oh i i hope i accrete, uh, like do great things what great things are you planning on doing so say to your your victim mentality fuck you fuck it i'm going to go out do some great shit build something awesome and i'm hell bent on getting it done and it will get done dude that's the word right there, guys. Just to wrap up here, we, we drop a new episodes every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So subscribe to the show so you never miss out on a moment. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Uh, we want to help more men become dangerous. That's what Adam and I are all about. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, you've been listening to the Dangerous Man podcast. Join us next time. Until then, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.